Hello, you're listening to the My Care Champion Cast. I'm your host, Lucy Chimatero of the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. Each month, we invite industry experts and thought leaders to discuss relevant healthcare issues. Join us as we explore key topics that affect Michigan hospitals, health systems, and the health of our communities. Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the My Care Champion Cast. In today's episode, we're going to explore the critical role that hospitals play in Michigan's rural communities and the impact healthcare workers have on their patients, who often double as neighbors and friends. Our rural hospitals are some of the most innovative providers who are tasked with caring for our most vulnerable residents with less resources than their urban counterparts. With this in mind, it's an honor to welcome our first guest of 2023, Dr. Ross Ramsey of Sure Health. Dr. Ramsey has a unique experience of being a physician before becoming a healthcare leader in rural Michigan. He's going to share with you why working in rural Michigan is so meaningful and why healthcare workers might consider a career in the less populated areas of our state. With that, Dr. Ramsey, welcome to the show. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, we're, it's a pleasure. We're very excited to have you. And you are the first person to experience the new studio, even virtually. You get to see kind of how fancy it looks in the background. <laughs> it's very fancy. All right. So you are currently the president and CEO of Sure Health, um, but you also have a clinical background. So I'd love if you could start by sharing with our listeners a bit more about your role and, and what led you to Sure. Sure. So it goes way back to my childhood, actually, uh, and the fact that I was born in a rural area uh, up here in the thumb of Michigan. Uh, I was actually born in Harbor Beach, which mm. is across the county from Pigeon, where Sure Health is located, and grew up there. And as a child, it was interesting. I always remember going to see the doctor, and like many rural locations, uh, you'd have doctors that would flow through. They tended to be there because they needed a, a visa. Um, some weren't even great at speaking English in a community that only solely spoke English. Uh, so you saw a lot of those deficiencies uh, in healthcare even uh, years ago when I was a child. Um, and growing up, you didn't think much of it. And then I went off to uh, undergrad and medical school and uh, did both of those down at Michigan State in East Lansing there. And while I was there, obviously, you broaden your horizons quite a bit, although going from a town of 2,000 and moving into a dorm of 1,200, it is quite the jump. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> but you make the jump, and uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I trained that way. And the longer I was away from the rural community, uh, the more I realized that I missed that. Um, not only that, I missed the lake that is up here in the thumb, Lake Huron, and uh, eventually wanted to, to move back this way. So I kind of circled the state, spent time in East Lansing, Grand Rapids, uh, did residency in Midland there, mm. and then kind of slowly ventured back up towards the thumb here. Um, and it was great to get back to a rural community. Um, while it's close to where I grew up, it was still a totally new community for me to settle into, mm -hmm. um, where, as you mentioned, your neighbors doubles in patients mm -hmm. and uh, fellow employees and all of the above. So it was uh, kind of a full circle way that I ended back up here. But mm -hmm. it goes back to the start of the story where I realized there is really a lack of uh, local people who wanted to go back to those local communities and provide health care. Mm -hmm. um, everyone else in a rural community tends to either have a connection to the area or have grown up in the area. Yet healthcare, while they are some of the biggest economic drivers in those communities, 
don't have that connection most of the time. So it's yeah. kind of a, a juxtaposition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up going to Caseville um, every summer with my family to a cottage, and I loved it. It's so underrated over on that side of the state. So I can appreciate what you're talking about. And before we get into the serious stuff, I have been tasked with asking if the rumors are true that while you were in med school at you, at Michigan State, I was about to say U of M, that would have been a big mistake, at uh, Michigan State, you also <laughs> were Sparty. Is that correct? I was. Oh, yeah. my so gosh. So I spent two and a half years as uh, the mascot Sparty. And actually, my claim to fame there is I did win two national mascot championships. There are championships so. for mascots? There are. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> like if you turn on ESPN and you see the cheerleaders doing their thing, uh, the big competitions down, usually at Disney World, they have the mascots at the same time, uh, but they don't give them the same airtime for some reason. Wow. How and, unfair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I won in 2005 and 2007. That's so amazing. I have a, couple of big rings to show for it, but I, I don't wear them very often. That's awesome. I hope you got free tickets to every game for for being in that role because I can't imagine it was always so glamorous. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And no free tickets, but you know, oh, it, it no. was a lot of fun, but I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, people then asked how I was a mascot while in medical school and I shrugged my shoulders and said, I don't know, you just get through it. It was yeah. kind of my, my release. Uh, and now I look back and go, how did I do that? So it was, it was a fun experience. That is very fun. Well, um, to dive into today's discussion, I just had to ask that question. I, I knew my coworkers would, would want me to. So um, we know that many healthcare workers have retired or changed career paths as as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but on the other hand, we know a lot of people have felt sort of recommitted to their career in healthcare, and um, they remain committed to healthcare through, you know, the toughest years that they've experienced in decades. So I'm just curious on a personal note, what, what has kept you in healthcare, even as a leader? Yeah, well, number one, on a little more lighthearted side, I'm, I'm too young to retire. So that was not an option <laughs> for me. Uh, but the reality is, you know, I, you go back years ago, and I always remember, you know, you watch these movies where these pandemics strike the world, and you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, we're all going to just run and hide. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're in a rural community, you're literally all they have. So you look at the scenario and you go, well, if if I don't show up to work the ER, mm-hmm. there's going to be no ER. So you end up just by default being there. And I think truly what it comes down to is there's – a a big period of time there where there was the whole healthcare hero movement and that type of thing. And ironically, the pandemic hadn't really hit the rural communities hard at that point. It mm-hmm. was really down the line that it struck us harder. And it was just the appreciation of the community um, uh, that really recommitted you to serving that community because those are the same people that you would see out and about around town. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that would really thank you. And, and they truly and genuinely meant it. Um, if you knew them uh, versus if you were in a larger community where you may not know individuals, they're not going to just walk up to you and thank you in the middle right. of Meyer for for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I really think it it was the impact you made on the community and it was truly palpable that drove you to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you found that they did their part to get the community through the uh, pandemic, and you needed to do that as well. Yeah. Um, so it really, really kept me here. 
as a leader, um, you know, we're very worried about losing a lot of employees through mm-hmm. all of this. Right. A lot of people went and um, did a lot of travel, nursing, for instance, around the country. Um, we have always really pushed our culture here, mm-hmm. and our employees knew that. And they knew we were a great place to work and knew if they left and did some travel nursing or things like that, the scenario probably wouldn't be as, as great as it was here. We always thought of ourselves as a little oasis in the middle of the pandemic right? Um, because we kept that culture going. So it, it really not only drove me to stay here, but our employees too as well. So mm-hmm. it, it did work out really well. And I think in the end, once you get through any stressful event, um, everyone gives each other a high five and you're recommitted to each other and you really just push forward. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And we need people with the the passion and dedication that you're describing to be in healthcare. That That makes a huge difference to the patient experience. So speaking of leadership, uh, we know Sure is is based on some core values that center around people, services, and quality. Um, so with that in mind, I'm just I'd, I'd wonder what efforts you've seen underway either in your organization or in other rural healthcare organizations. Um, what makes healthcare staff feel valued and supported? So we have uh, what we call the Sure Way, and that's kind of our cultural program that we have. Uh, That's our formalized program within the organization uh, that helps uh, impart that value to employees to really push on that people, service, and quality that makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really at the basis of everything we do here. Uh, But our sure way has several teams of frontline employees, and those teams are led by frontline employees. And it's kind of a bottom-up approach compared to a lot of other organizations that might use more of that top-down approach in terms of building that culture. Um, As a result, those teams lead a lot of initiatives throughout the organization um, that we find really instills that culture. Mm -hmm. uh, And by instilling that culture, really brings value to employees. Um, We always remember to celebrate wins, no matter how big or small they might be. While we couldn't necessarily do things in person over the last few years, um, for instance, we would always have a big Christmas uh, lunch appreciation for everyone. Uh, we obviously didn't want to gather together all 500 of our employees at once and then hope that no one goes down all at once <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, through the pandemic. So we figured out a way to still have that lunch, but package up 500 prime rib dinners and send them out to all the departments. Mm. Uh, so we continued to work to uh, continue to appreciate our employees in the way that we normally would, um, even though we had to modify it some. Yeah. Instead of a Christmas party, we went and had an outdoor winter fest where we mm. had an outdoor event and fireworks over the lake in the middle of the winter. Wow. Um, just some different things to try and really continue to um, keep community within the culture of our organization, uh, despite what normally would be roadblocks for us to do that. Right. If you had to describe rural healthcare in, in one or two adjectives or the culture of rural healthcare, what words would come to mind for you? That's tough to boil it into one or two <laughs> I, words. Maybe one, th- one or five. <laughs> we'll make that the yeah, cap. <laughs> I, I definitely think that um, c- 
community and mm. teamwork are probably two of the biggest um, because if we're not here to take care of the community, there will be no community right. um, because we all need to be healthy. And really, it's a, a team approach because uh, we don't have enough of every employee type to do everything. So we all wear multiple hats, even as um, CEO here, I still wear the hat of a physician and still work uh, in my clinic and still see inpatients mm -hmm. and occasionally still get roped into working an <laughs> ER shift here or there. Um, so we all need to be a team to really pull through this together. Yeah, that's amazing. And and you touched on it a little bit, but can you just go into a little more depth uh, to our listeners on the role that healthcare plays in rural communities beyond the care they provide? Yeah, so uh, hospitals in rural communities or healthcare in rural communities as a whole are are huge economic engines for your community. Mm -hmm. uh, in our county, even though uh, we only hold about, I don't know, maybe 5% uh, of the population of the whole county in our town, uh, we employ uh, the largest number of employees in the service mm -hmm. uh, industry in our county. We employ 500 uh, individuals uh, here in our uh, workforce mm -hmm. and in the county as a whole, there are only about 20,000, and that's a high number um, within the county. So we're a huge employer within the county, mm -hmm. and that econ economic impact really rolls out uh, across the whole county. Uh, so that is one of the big obvious uh, drivers and impacts that we have on the community. Mm -hmm. But then it also has a big impact uh, in terms of the type of employees that you employ. Mm -hmm. We're not just employing um, your basic employee that you might have, uh, for instance, at McDonald's or things mm -hmm. of that nature. They generally are educated individuals. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't have people with doctorates coming back to work really in other industries in uh, rural communities. Um, with remote work, you've seen a little more of that. Uh, but at the same time, that also plays into the fact that if you don't have good health care in your community, people will not retire in your communities. They'll move to an area that has better health care. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people choose to retire in our community because we're known for our good health care. Uh, you also won't get people who remotely work from your community because they want to live somewhere that has health care as well. So right. we have seen some uptick in our community of remote workers who ultimately moved to their cottage on the lake. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a bonus for us to have some increase in education. But they've also told me in the past that if there wasn't good health care here and there wasn't a good grocery store here, mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't be living here. Right. So it really has a big trickle-down effect. Right. Have you ever received really meaningful feedback from the patients that you serve? Do you have any stories yeah, so it is uh, always amazing the impact that you make, and it's always uh, impactful when you get those patient letters in the mail, um, and we do get them on, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, this past week, uh, we had a, a patient who was in her late 90s who had uh, lived in our senior communities here for uh, years and years. Mm -hmm. And it was certainly heartfelt among all the staff and, and particularly the family when um, 
the patient had realized that she could no longer be in an independent living scenario that we offered. So it was very meaningful for us to be able to uh, allow that patient or that individual to move to um, our assisted living community, um, and she passed shortly thereafter. And it was very meaningful when the family reached out and uh, just was very appreciative of the fact that there was support for them to make sure that their mother, their grandmother, uh, their aunt was able to uh, be supported in a way that otherwise they might be left standing alone if we didn't have those resources in our rural community. Right. Absolutely. So it, it's things like that that you don't even think about um, often on a regular basis, but then you get that little note in the mail that, that tells you how much that impacted uh, a family. That makes a big difference there. Yeah, I'm sure it makes a difference to the, the staff who was working with that patient as well. Um, it could probably make a huge difference to, to their we know that healthcare workers are under a lot of stress and strain. So a thank you goes a long way. And when it's a handwritten thank you, and it's it, it makes it all the more meaningful. So uh, along those lines, um, we talked about feedback from patients. What feedback have you received from your staff? Um, and I know you said culture is a huge part of, of why the SURE staff stays. What else do you think contributes to them staying in healthcare through such stressful years? It certainly has been stressful, and uh, it is interesting because we have not seen a big uptick in retirements or things of that nature that we've seen across the board in America. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, uh, it it does come back to that culture, but um, we've definitely made effort to support our employees um, and just do fun things as well that... Uh, makes them want to stay here. I know mm -hmm. we uh, this past year had implemented when the weather was a little warmer, uh, where we had food trucks come in every day, which mm -hmm. otherwise aren't in the community. Um, so they came in for lunch and dinner. Uh, we had a different food truck every day of the week for a month or two straight over the summer, which was great. Um, and also provided some much needed relief for our nutritional services department as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Who also deserve a break. <laughs> they do. So it's funny. People are like, well, you're taking away from the cafeteria. No, trust me, they need the break. <laughs> and they were very happy over that themselves. Right, yeah. Uh, so it 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 does uh, make a big difference just to continue to find ways to be innovative about uh, adding uh different change of pace and, and uh, activities to your daily workforce. Yeah, that's great. And a question that I have for you a little bit different than what we've been talking about is just any um, any thoughts you have about how uh, we can better support rural hospitals um, at the state and federal level. Is there anything um, that comes to mind for you that you, you would want to mention? Like everywhere in America right now, uh, from a health system perspective, obviously, uh, funding is is a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the new models for uh, payment with uh, value-based models are great. However, they do undercut some of the longstanding uh, systems that are out there to support kind of that uh, cost-based uh uh, really a model that has helped support rural communities. And mm -hmm. uh, I believe that has really increased the uptick in hospital closures across rural America. Mm -hmm. um, so that advocacy uh, that you do both at MHA and the AHA uh, is very vital for us in rural America. Uh, we 
don't have a a great way to uh, scream from the top of the mountains quite the way that big health systems do otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, important to continue to ensure that there is uh, financial security there. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. If there aren't hospitals in rural America, the whole economies of small towns across America just crumble, which creates a, a whole nother issue, um, especially when you start to look at social determinants of health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration at all. No. So it, it, that is obviously the big thing, but big hospital systems would say the same goes for them. So while the challenges are similar in some regards, uh, they are a little different uh, in the fact that uh, recruitment is difficult for big systems, but it can be nearly insane uh, when you're trying to recruit certain uh, workers to small America as well. So yeah. it's gotten even more difficult for us to fill already difficult positions. Mm-hmm. And there's no amount of money that can really fix that issue. Uh, so it's a matter of um, helping small hospitals find ways to develop pipeline programs with uh, particularly training programs that aren't necessarily in their community. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, education has gone virtual mm-hmm. and there's a lot of opportunities in rural America that can be accessed via, you know, virtual opportunities as well um, mm-hmm. versus tapping into just the big systems with virtual options. Uh, so that is definitely an area that we're trying to capitalize on also. Yeah. What other recruitment efforts have been really successful for you guys? Um, We have really found uh, the uh, training or building your own is really the most successful we've had Mm -hmm. um, in terms of our our workforce as a whole. Um, We've integrated some programs where we're doing some kind of what people would consider the old co-op type uh, positions with high schools Mm -hmm. uh, in the area. Um, we've really supported our workforce in terms of uh, job skill development, going and advancing their training. Um, we've also tried to team up a lot uh, with different um, universities and colleges in terms of providing training sites for their, their students, which mm-hmm. really is one of the biggest things. Uh, we've had great success in terms of that with a physician pipeline. Mm which is crazy because physicians are often the most difficult thing to recruit to rural America. Yet in terms of primary care, we've been very successful with that uh, because of um, our relationships, particularly with Michigan State and their medical schools there, Mm -hmm. um, as well as their residency programs as well. Yeah. Who doesn't want to work at Sure when Sparty's recruiting you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Makes the sales pitch a little easier. Right. (laughs) I love it. Well, that uh, leads perfectly into my last question, which is is a two-parter about what we've been discussing. But what would you say to someone who's considering a career in healthcare and what would be your elevator pitch, so to speak, uh, to work in a rural hospital? Yeah. So rural healthcare truly is rewarding. Uh, both um, from a you know emotional sense as well as uh, from the sense that a lot of those positions are pretty well paid fairly similarly, especially take a physician, for example, I know from experience, I would make pretty close to the same thing, whether I'm in rural America or whether I'm in the middle of Chicago. 
Um, mm-hmm. So your your dollar gets to go a bit further, if you will, when you're living in rural America. Doesn't mean you don't get to do cool things. You mm-hmm. still get to go to those Tigers games, those Red Wing games, right. uh, things of that nature. Um, but you get to um, stretch your dollar a little further. At the same time, you get to live often where we're at in a resort community, ultimately, um, where people come to spend their summers here and you know, looking out your back window and looking at the lake is what you do every day of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of great lifestyle things that come along with working in rural communities, uh, yet you really get the emotional impact of really helping those around you that we've discussed earlier uh, that really would make uh, working in rural America a great thing. Mm-hmm. Careers in healthcare also very rewarding and uh, secure, if you will, from the sense that um, it's not quite like the the current tech giants that are just axing jobs by the the tens of thousands. Um, I've yet to see that happen in healthcare mm-hmm. uh, when you're actually providing services to patients that are truly needed. Right. Yeah, we always need healthcare workers. We certainly do. And we're always certainly hiring. Right. Well, if if listeners are interested in learning more about uh, opportunities at Sure, where should they head to? They should head to www.sure.org. That's S-C-H-E-U-R-E-R.org. Perfect. Love it. Well, um, we can't thank you enough for being here today, Dr. Ramsey, and look forward to what's ahead for Sure Health. And um, it makes me want to go visit Caseville again. I haven't been there in years, but the cottage we had was right on the water and it was like my favorite place to go. Come on up. We're here. (laughs) Well, uh, with that, I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in and be sure to check out the episode's description to learn more. And we will provide um, the Sure website there that uh, Dr. Ramsey mentioned. So if you're interested in careers, be sure to head to their website. With that, thanks, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for listening to the My Care Champion Cast. To learn more or get involved, visit mha.org.